The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. One upside of all the troubles in America right now, from the woes of social media to the incivility of politics, to shaming and bullying and greed and threats and fear and hate and violence, one upside of all of that is the candid, if depressing, reassurance that nothing has changed. We got another suggestion of that this week with the posthumous release of some articles and essays by the brilliant physicist Stephen Hawking, who died last March, called Brief Answers to Big Questions. Hawking predicts that by the end of this century, genetic engineering will create a new species of superhumans who may end up destroying the rest of us. He predicts that super-rich people will edit their own DNA to improve memory, intelligence, health, strength, and lifespan, and even traits like aggression to benefit themselves and their children. But these self-designed humans will improve faster and faster, leaving poor folks to fall behind and become unimportant and maybe just to die out. And someday when catastrophe cripples the earth, say global warming or an asteroid strike like the one that killed the dinosaurs, the rich will blast off in advance, colonize space, and happily carry on somewhere else leaving the rest of us poor folks behind. Whether Hawking turns out to be right or wrong, we can't say. But we do recognize the impulse, the confidence that self-design and self-reliance will save us, that somehow, despite our mistakes 
and even our sins, we will always find a way to keep ourselves going strong. Since our self-edited fall from grace in Eden, nothing, in fact, has changed. But this morning, in his ongoing effort to save us from ourselves, Jesus is back again to take the other side of the coin. You remember how it all started last week. There was this beautiful scene where a very rich young man humbly knelt at Jesus' feet and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He didn't have his lines quite right. He was still very much about self-editing and self-improvement and the Ten Commandments as a punch list. But at least he was asking an expert to show him the way home instead of Googling up experts who are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And Jesus looked at him, and Jesus loved him, and Jesus wanted what was best for him so Jesus said something to him like this. You know, it might feel like you're close, but when it comes to eternal life, good enough is not the same as good. So let me help you get rid of your punch list and live by grace. Let me help you live life as a gift without reliance on yourself or your stuff. You are so very close. Just go and sell all you have and come follow me and be my next disciple. We can be 12 plus 1. And that rich young man would not. Jesus loved him so much but that rich young man did not love Jesus back, at least not with all his heart and mind and soul and strength, at least not yet. So that poor young guy became just another unlucky number 13, self-designing and self-editing his own way into our postmodern despair, vexed by the very stuff that he thought would keep him happy. That's a very sad story, and there is a bit of sadness in Hawking's last essays, too. In them, it feels like we are always just one step ahead of disaster. Even if we blast off in advance and escape death here, death will be waiting for us there. No matter what we do, we just cannot inherit eternal life. But one of the best things about Jesus is that he feels our sadness and he senses our despair. Today in verse 23, as that rich young guy wandered away, Jesus looked around at his 12 disciples and he said something like this. Do you all have any idea how hard it is 
for people who have everything, the super-rich, the self-reliant, the self-defining, the self-editing, the self-smart, do you all have any idea how hard it is for those folks to squeeze into God's kingdom? It is like squeezing a camel through the eye of a needle. To which the disciples very quickly reply, then what's the point? Who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them, and Jesus loved them, and he said, on your own you haven't got a chance. But that doesn't mean you haven't got a chance. You've got every chance in the world if God gives it to you. You've got every chance in the world if God does it to you. Because with God, everything is possible. That should be the happy end of the story. But then there is St. Peter. And perhaps the greatest thing about St. Peter is that he says what we are thinking. Verse 28. But Jesus, we have already left everything and everybody behind. And we did it for you. So what's up with our lives? Are we in? Because, frankly, it doesn't feel like we're in. And again this morning, Jesus looks at all of you, and Jesus loves you, and Jesus says, I am here to save you. I am here to give you all I've got. I am here to show you the way home. And the only way that this can ever go wrong is if you insist on threading the needle yourself. If you insist on self-design, self-reliance, and self-editing, if you insist on self-determination, if you insist on self-self-self, then you are done for. Really, it is common sense. If we could save ourselves, we would have saved ourselves by now. But another hundred years plus a rocket ship is really not going to help any of us. It's when we, like the Twelve, have lost every confidence in ourselves and our stuff and our edits and our smarts and our ways. When we have opened our hands and dropped all we've got, all our things and all our people, when we are stripped down to nothing, that is when God squeezes us into his kingdom and then on the other side begins to rebuild our lives in his image. Right now, and then someday in perfection for eternity. So don't worry about your stuff and your people, says Jesus. Someday you'll get all your stuff back, and then some. And your people too. 
But only after you suffer a bit more and still survive, just to show you that you didn't really need that stuff or those people to make your way home. Still, don't worry about that now. Don't worry about that now. Not the stuff, not the people, not even the suffering. When the time is right, each one of those will find you. For now, just enjoy the fact that again this morning, Jesus looks at you, and Jesus loves you, and Jesus shows you the way home, and all of you are free to love him back with all you've got. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>